0: Welcome to Murder Happy Hour. What's up? I'm Morgan. And I'm Amber and we are back for another week. I don't even know what episode this is. Episode number twenty something. Like th- no, no, we're in like the thirties. Oh. Now. Yeah, we're we cruising. I know. We're on a roll. Just how I don't much know. I pay attention. Time flies when you're having fun, you guys. I'm just here for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so today we're bringing you another listener suggestion. I went back, way back to our old suggestions, and I'm kind of working my way through the list. And this one caught my eye this week. So, yes, it's it's div- it's a di- it's another kind of oddball one. I hadn't heard of it. Um, I hadn't either. It is the Gitchy Manitou Murders. Yes, gitchy, gitchy Gitchy, gitchy, ya, cha, cha Oh, Lady Marmalade, those were the days Those were the days But I just, I just had to look and see what episode we were on <laughs> <laughs> What number are we? So we're working on number 34 whoop, whoop. That's awesome I'm yes. impressed with ourselves I hope you are all impressed with ourselves as well <laughs> That's over <laughs> half a year worth of podcasting. Doesn't feel I like that know, long ago. It doesn't. We're, like, really rolling here. With our, I'm actually kind of impressed with, like, everything that goes on in our lives and work and we families. To, and, we manage yeah. to keep on keeping on. Yeah, sometimes we record at late night. Sometimes we're researching, like. Ten minutes before we <laughs> record, but <laughs> a lot of <laughs> the time, <laughs> that's actually the norm. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, that's today. Oh, oh, all right. Wikipedia is my BFF. Yeah, but I feel like that's we're not planning to bring you like quality. <laughs> we're we're not researching for days and days. This is not where you come for something like that. Absolutely not. This is not where you come for professional news stories and investigative journalism. You know, these days, you can't even really go to the news for professional news stories. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. So at least we're honest. I just love the people that are like, oh my God, did you see that according to Fox News or CNN or whatever, coronavirus is going to last We're gonna be quarantined for eighteen months. I'm like, oh really? Do they Fox News knows that? Okay. Mm -hmm, Sure. Crazy. Like they're all all the and people just don't realize they're like, Oh, every news station has political alliances? I'm like, basically yes. That's that's how this works. If if welcome, welcome to the news. (laughs) Oh I'm like, don't even look at that. I'm like, you want quality information, go to the C D C or go to this tracker website I have that literally lists like every case every single day exactly and whatever you do don't go to facebook that's even worse where no. people like i saw this link on facebook and it's yeah. said. and it's like well, even now on Snapchat, like, the snor- stories on Snapchat, like, the main, like, news feed or, you know, whatever, oh, those shit. are even creepy. I'm like, the other day there was one really scary one on there and about Corona, and I was like, no, I'm not feeding into your propaganda. This is not North <laughs> Korea. <laughs> oh, gosh. No. No. Fake news. Not here for it. Not here for the fake news. I'm here for the murders, Okay. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. So, with that, let's talk about murder. Um, we are going back to November of 1973 for this one. So, yeah, way back to the 70s. So, set the scene for you a little bit. Um, five teenagers from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, decided to um, go hang out at Gitchie Manitou State Preserve, which is in Iowa, and um, just some Google mapping quick, I think it's like close to the South Dakota border, so it seemed like it was probably about like a 45 minute drive from... Just a little hop, skip, and a drum. Yeah. So the state state preserve or state park um, was kind of a hangout spot, like, teens would go and have, you know, bonfires and parties and that kind of thing. Drink so a little I think, drink, smoke a little smoke. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, what else are you going to do? It's 1973, so, and you're East in and Midwest. Harmony. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Roger Essam, who was 17, Stuart Ba- bod, bad. I'm not sure how to bod. pronounce his last. Bod was eighteen. It reminds his- me of bad, <laughs> bad. Okay, we're we're referring to him as Stuart Bad. He was eighteen. His younger brother Dana Bad <laughs> was fourteen. Um, their other friend, Michael Hadrath, who was fifteen, and then thirteen-year-old Sandra Chesky, who was dating um, Roger. Yeah, so older boy. Yeah, she was in middle school; he was in high school. Uh, but they had met and were were dating, and kind of like this sounds like this group of you know, kind of like outcasts type. People. Yeah. They yeah, they just kind of like kept to themselves, like did their own like thing. They were makers, but weren't like right. total teddy goodies either. Right. Yeah, cuz they were I mean, they were sitting by the fire, smoking some weed, singing some tunes. They were into music. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, not too long after they had gotten there, though, about 20 minutes in, um, three brothers Alan Fryer, who was 29, David Fryer, who was 24, and James, who was 21. Now, they were troublemakers. They were all <laughs> felons, and troublemakers is like going easy on them. Yeah. So, they One were. One of them was out of prison on work release. which like is fine but you ain't working (laughs) clearly um so they were out apparently looking for pheasants to hunt and they couldn't find any pheasants so then they decided to go poach some deer which for those of you who aren't into like hunting and know what all that means it basically is like you're trying to kill deer illegally like there's seasons for this stuff and It wasn't. And it was also dark, and you can't hunt in the dark. And they saw this group of teenagers sitting by their fire having a good old time and decided, like, hey, they have marijuana. Let's go impersonate narcotics officers and steal it from them. Were narcotics officers a thing in 1973? They were. And apparently the Fryer brothers... Thought that narcotics officers could just, like, kill whoever they wanted. So, yeah. um, in case you didn't know, um, narcotics officers are actually not allowed to just murder people. <laughs> Apparently that's, yeah, how that goes. Yeah, but anyway. So, they, the, the brothers um, grabbed their stolen shotguns. <laughs> and, like, seriously, I can't make this up. Um, And they started shooting at these poor teenagers, just having a good time. Just willing, uh, Nellie. Yeah. So they killed Roger. Um, He died right away. Stuart was injured. And then the rest of them fled into the woods. The Friar brothers were... Um, like, trying to convince them to come out, and, like, all the while, con- like, continuing to tell them that they're police officers and that they're, like, trying to confiscate their drugs or whatever. Um, and, and it's not like they had, I think it's worth noting, they didn't have, like, mass amounts of weed. Like, they had a couple joints. Right. It's, it's like, not like it, they, like, had bags. <laughs> of no. Bags. No. And it was, yeah, a little bit of marijuana by the campfire. <laughs> I mean, my opinion on that kind of stuff does not matter at all, but it's like, it's not like they were, they weren't like shooting up heroin. They didn't have like a bunch of drug paraphernalia. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even really, they don't really even say like how they got them to come out. They're just like, and then they, then they tied us up and we walked. (laughs) Yeah. Like not, yeah. It was just kind of like, and then everybody died. Well, except for Sandra They tied Sandra they liked up They <laughs> Yeah They put her in a van Which I think it was the teenager's van, actually Yes, with Alan Yes Right? Yes, yep. with Alan Who yep. was like the The mastermind? Uh, I hate to call him that cause The boss
1: The boss, the yeah they him.
0: Yeah Whatever that means. Yeah. And now keep in mind, Sandra's only 13 years old, and she even still, like, thought that they were cops, and they were, like, threatening her and stuff. And they stopped at some farmhouse, um, and at this point, this is where James, the youngest brother, raped her. Um, and then the sketchiest to me by far, yeah. Was he the one out on work release? Yeah, he was on work release and like called and got himself out of work release. Like, was like, Oh, pretended to be his boss and said, (laughs) Oh, I have to work another shift. And sure enough, they're just like, Okay, yeah, and then and then went to prison. It's fine. The 70s were a different time, man. <laughs> so, yeah, so at this point, then Alan was, like, he said he was going to, quote, get rid of her. Yes. But ended up, like, ta- like talking to her on the way, like, wherever they were driving to. And ended up, like, letting her go and bring- bringing her home, possibly, or close to her home. And- yeah. And that was that. Let her go. Um, Basically, it sounded like like they got to talking more and she stayed really calm. And, like, he kind of started to see her more as a person than as, like, a just a, you know, I don't know what word I want to use. Like, I know. She stayed really calm too. and yeah. was like. Which as a 13-year-old, like, props to you, girl, because... Exactly. But I don't really, yeah, I read something like that, too, and I was kind of like, well, I don't really understand, like, what you were thinking of these kids as Yeah. prior, but, yeah, I don't know. I've always heard of that, though, like, if you're kidnapped, to try to, like, be, yeah. like, really personable and, like, make yourself see, like, make yourself be, like this is who I am, like, here's my family, this is the thing, like, make yeah. yourself seem like a real person that can relate, which right. isn't going to work with, like, sociopaths, but it's worth a shot, so. They don't give a... A what, what? They're, um, like, so physically it, incapable of it, so it's not right. like they're just wanting to be mean to you, they just really are just not nice. <laughs> their brain just doesn't work <laughs> that way. I mean... Sometimes I'm on that level. (laughs) I get it, okay? (laughs) So, the next day, a lovely couple from Sioux Falls was driving by the park and happened upon Roger's dead body Mm -hmm. and reported it. Um, Sandra eventually reported it as well, but, like, was really scared. Yeah. At first. She didn't realize That the other boys... So this is coming from, like, her perspective. She finally talked about it, like, 40 years later. And basically, was, like, she... The guys that kidnapped her told her that it was just a stun gun. Like, they didn't actually kill them. Yeah. And so she thought that they were just, like, taken home separately. And she just, like, thought kind of... I mean, not nothing of it, but just was kind of like, okay, like, it's fine. And then come to realize that everything is clearly not fine. Right, right. And, like, your boyfriend was killed right next to you. Yes, but it's, like, yeah, she believed what they said. And, like, um, well, and back then, too, I mean, I'm sure she was, like, ashamed to come forward and, like, wasn't going to report the rape. Because even after that, like, she was, like, victim blamed and shamed and stuff. like. People wouldn't talk to her, and people were judging her, and it's like. And at on one it. time, I even thought that maybe she was in on it because she was the only one that survived. Yeah, like how terrible. A, a pardon moi. I know that's so. That's so sad. Like really you're... makes me want to barf. And basically, she was just told, like, "Don't talk about it." Yeah, and like she, I mean, she, she was like really. I'm glad that they finally decided to believe her, you know, because Mm -hmm. everybody was murdered. But yeah, they were like, Oh, well, she's only thirteen and like she's too calm about it and And what was she even doing with those older guys? And Yeah. So she and her background, yeah, like her life before this was all So when her (laughs) mom married her stepdad, she was basically like the stepdad talked. Her mom into giving the kids up to a foster home because he was like, I don't really want to be a dad. <laughs> yeah, he had to, like, find a way to get rid of the kids, basically. And Sad. then they were sent to, like, a boarding school. Mm-hmm. So she had had, like, a very, I don't want to say bad upbringing because I think she was ultimately back with her mom at this point. But, like, definitely did not have a normal Childhood let's just put it right yeah She had some rough experiences in yeah. her Young life yep so um, Sandra Was explaining like what had happened And um, She was actually they Drove around and she was able to Find and point out the farm yes. Where she was Raped at And they found it was Owned by Alan's boss Who was a farmer right. And then what are the odds? Alan drives by. Nice. Just drives up and she's like, There he is. Yep. <laughs> like, how does that work? Because these guys are literally idiots. Like I can't I can't even find any like, I don't, other I don't like to call people stupid, but stupid. They dumb. Um, yeah. Can you imagine I'm- his shock? Like, he was probably like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. <laughs> so, yeah. So, his story at first was that they were shooting at them. So, they were defending them. Yeah. So- like, there was oh. no gun to be found. <laughs> no. Then, when that story didn't pan out, he was trying to justify it by being like, well, they were doing drugs. Like, I'm not sure what these guys thought of of a little marijuana. Again, all opinions aside, drugs and yeah. drugs, whatever. They were illegal, but... Or call the police. Don't shoot at yeah. people. Why? Yeah, like... That's not a good justification. The cops aren't going to be like, "Oh, they had weed." Okay, well, thanks thank God for you shot at them. them. <laughs> yeah, I just don't quite get people sometimes. No. So then, um, James was also interviewed, and he just tried to, you know, take this probably the smartest way out and just blame it all on his brothers. Yeah, I mean, that's- like. I don't It wasn't me. They did it. Okay. Yeah, he seemed to be the... He was real quick to flip. Yes. Which, that is a... Not, I want to say, like, a red flag. Because he's so quick to be like, oh, let me tell you. Like, <laughs> why didn't you come forward before? Where were you at? Right. You were there. You know what happened. Yeah. I... None none of this makes sense. No. I mean, I searched the depths of the Google pages to try to find a possible motive. There isn't one. There is no motive. Like you're not going to find one because there ain't one. Like if you wanted this these kids drugs, you could have easily just intimidated yeah. them. Yeah scared them off and took their drugs and they would have ran off. Like, they were teenagers and you're in your 20s, like... And, like, I might call your mom. Give me your weed. That would probably... Right, or, like, I mean, even if you play the impersonating the police you know, don't shoot them with your shotguns. (laughs) I mean, generally, (laughs) as far as I know, normal police also don't carry shotguns. No, but not I know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So no, so there's like literally no motive. Like one um they interviewed one of the brothers of one of the victims who was murdered like later, and he he speculated that he thought they were after Sandra all along. Mm. Um that was just kind of his guess. Um one police officer said that because they were not successful with their hunting of the pheasants and the deer, that they were like, oh, well, there's these people here, so we'll hunt them. Because that's the next logical step. Right, which doesn't make sense, but, I mean, none of this makes sense anyway. No, true. And, I don't know, then there was another police officer who basically was just, like, he said Alan, quote, wasn't the brightest bulb. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and he just kind of like didn't even think of it as people, or, or like he didn't even think of them like you had said yeah. until he had talked to Sandra. Like didn't even yeah. think about those real people. Like was just like it was something to do kind of thing, which is so far over my head. But no, I just don't, I don't get it. But anyway, so Sandra um, ended up testifying and putting these guys away, like, mm-hmm. which is super awesome for going through all that and being 13 years old. And they, um, David pled guilty to three counts of murder. Um, one manslaughter charge. He actually admitted to murdering Stuart. Um, they gave Alan a psych eval determined he was fit to stand trial. He was yep. also found guilty on four counts of murder um, James had a psyche eval as well, and I believe, was he the one who had kind of a lower IQ, yeah. but, but he was still found fit to stand trial as well and got three murder and one manslaughter charge. They tried to appeal, obviously that didn't work out. Nope. They, they all got, um, they were all sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, and they are all serving their sentences in the Iowa state pen. Two of them got out at one time. They did? I'm pretty sure, yep, the two of them escaped at one time. I've, obviously, oh. they've been found since then, but... Yeah, I think I did see that somewhere now that I you I was say like, that. what? Like, first of all, I don't think they should all be housed together. No, that was my first thought. I was very surprised. Because clearly this is not going well. <laughs> Also how did they get smart enough to escape I know like uh, I just like am shaking my head constantly at this case It's just insane And it's just I don't understand There's a lot of things in life I don't understand And this is definitely one of them Yeah this is And like that's it (laughs) The end Yeah it's a solved case but that's about all we've got for you Yeah so you're welcome For the solved case but like This is what you get when you get a solved case Is What is I mean I'm seriously so Baffled as to what Made them just one day Decide to just Murder a group of kids And then it's like they weren't even trying To hide from it either No the one good thing is that because of all the um, other information they had against the guys, they didn't have to prosecute them for Sandra's rape. So she, like they said, they didn't need to put her through all of that. Yes. Which, amen. Yeah, is a blessing. They got their punishment, but she didn't have to go through right. any more misery. And Sandra went on, has lived her life, has married... Um, I don't know if she has kids or not. She talks about her nieces, but I don't know if she has her own kids. Um, I think so, because in one article I talked read... She talks about it, being a grandma. Grandma, yeah. yeah. And so whether she that's just, her kids or her husband's kids, kids yeah, or something. Yeah, it doesn't really sure. matter. Yet. But in 2018, she finally talked about, like, the whole ordeal with a newspaper and actually, like, took them out to where she was, like, hiding. Like, did a tour with them and everything. So, she's kind of gotten that closure a little bit, I guess. That on the on the 40th anniversary of the murders, I guess, is when they... She did this whole big interview and kind of walked them through what happened. And mm-hmm. Yeah, good for her that she was able to, you know, move mm-hmm. on and turn her life around. Because that's a... I mean, such a terrible thing to go through, and then also to be kind of, like, judged oh, yeah. so harshly afterwards as well. So then you not only are you feeling guilty, but then you're feeling even more guilty on top of it. Well, and, and it's ashamed. Like, yeah. And her, and, it's, and her parents, too, were basically like, don't talk about it. You keep your mouth shut and keep your head down. Like, they were embarrassed of it. Yeah. That's but so there crazy. was yeah. one police officer that, like, Believed her and wanted To help her and stuff and I guess she's Actually reunited with him Um when All this happened so 40 years After so 2018 And he was like ninety some years old So that was really great For her oh that's sweet But he always kind of believed her And um I think He was actually the one that was With her when they saw Oh And Alan drove by Yes, I'm pretty sure. And which led to the arrest and so oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So and a little bit of a Craig Vinson is his name. Okay. Um, yeah. And then another fun fact we'll throw in here too. Um so supposedly this Gitchy Manitou park is haunted. Yeah. Not only by these murdered boys, but apparently it's like Native American burial grounds, and so it like already has like a little bit of the the creepy vibes to it, and I don't know, it's kind of like a I don't know, yeah, I definitely got the haunted vibes when I was looking up pictures of it and stuff. It'd be fun. I was thinking about all these stories we've done and all these places we've talked about, and like how fun it would be to go on, like, a nationwide tour of our oh, yeah. stories. <laughs> Somet- someday, maybe, we'll have to go on a little tour. There is also a book about this whole yes. case called Gitchy Girl. Yeah, And I guess it's been on a lot of Amazon. So on Amazon's true crime list, it's been, a, like, a number one bestseller. So... I might have to add that to my list of—I'm an avid reader, usually. I go in spurts, but— Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing, too. I was reading an article um, by—it There wasn't. was, like, an interview with the authors of the book, and, yeah, it okay. sounds definitely like it would be a good read, yeah. so— So add that one to the list, if that's something that you're into. Gitchy Girl is what it's called. yeah. Well, guys. That's all that's got it for you. That's it for another week, so we're spent. We are. So until next time, guys, stay safe. Lock your freaking doors and wash your hands. Oh, wash yes. them. Keep washing Keep them. Keep washing them. <laughs> Flatten the curve. Do it. Bye. Bye.